As this quarantine goes on, you know, it's it's one of those things where you start thinking about the kind of risks you'd be willing to take, you know, because it's like stuff's opening up and it's not supposed to, you know, like all these movie theaters opening up, Arturo, and they're not supposed to, but it's also kind of like they're opening. Sure, they, there might be a lockdown like later down the line. So it, that's the other question, too. Like if we're locked down until 2021, do you take this little window and then be like, fuck it, risk it for the biscuit, you know, where it's like, I, this is the one time of the year where it's like, let's say fucking Tenet comes out. Tenet, there's a report, Arturo, that it needs to make $800 million in order to fucking make any money. I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> if they, I mean, if they can push it back to next year, like they have to just stop again. We sound like broken records every time we talk about this, but <laughs> if they if they want to make some money, yeah, I'm not sure about eight hundred million, but if they want to make yeah. some decent cash, they gotta at least put it out next year because so, yeah, yeah. I mean, this report, like, if it's anywhere near the amount, like, it's like, oh, that's why they're trying so hard to push it because eight hundred fucking million that they need in order to make any money so it's like to break even they need to make that much yeah they were like and, uh oh yeah nolan uh dark knight was years ago all right we need a new one yeah. right <laughs> we need another big hit from you buddy yeah so they gave him this truck full of money and no but that's the other thing too i guess it tells you how much money's riding on all these movies right so if that's you know Let's say it's in the ballpark of eight hundred million. It's eight. It's like, oh, of course they'd wait till next year, where it's like they have any chance of making that money back. And then, oh, of course these movies are trying to keep, like, they keep struggling to be like, oh, push it two more weeks back, push it two more, three more weeks back. But it's like, shit. But at the same time. They might make their money from people like me who are like, you know what? They fuck it, right? Fuck it. It's. This is the one time of year where it's like, this is the one pocket because how much you want to bet we're going to lock down even further, you know, because these cases are continuing to rise and all that stuff. And that's not, yeah, that's not what we're talking about here, but it's also like you guys in Texas don't fucking learn. Yeah. Well, it's, it's other, it's other states too. It's not just Texas. Well, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. And on top of all that stuff, like if a movie actually does come out this year, it would be the one movie that came out before, like before nothing ever again, you know, until 2021. Listen, so, you know, it like, all right, so we said this before. <laughs> I, I might go to the movies to see a horror flick just for shits and giggles. If they ever do release Candyman in October. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. The, the one that we spoke about last time that we would definitely go to, would have been Halloween Kills, but that yes. that was pushed back to 2021 because they're like, oh, you know what? We'll probably make more money next year. But that remains to be seen. We don't know how the new uh, 
norm is going to be when everything starts yeah. to kind of get back to the new norm, you know? Um, yeah. I know that AMC is attempting to open up theaters this summer, um, I think by mm-hmm. the end of the month or something like that. Um, again, like, dude, I don't want to be stuck in a movie theater fucking breathing people's, like, oxygen that they've been exhaling for the last hour and a half or two hours. I know they made the mass mandatory and shit, but, you know, we all know mass is a preventative measure. It's not gonna do much if you're, like, stuck with this circulation going over and over again. You know what I mean? They say they're gonna, like, sanitize everything, but honestly, dude, I don't know. I'm just... It's not happening. It's not happening. Like, even with Candyman, like I said, I might have to just do it for the, you know, for, for the fiends out there. But even then, it's like, what are you guys going to be doing to assure me, the movie gore, the paying customer, that you guys are taking every precaution? Right. For that, shit, that's, you know? that's what I mean. Like, the more we stay in quarantine, the more I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Candyman's looking mighty good right now. <laughs> I mean, personally, like, I've gone to stores and stuff like that, but it's different going to stores. You know what I mean? Because you're not right. sedentary for yeah, like you're an in hour and a You're half. in and out. Yeah. You know you're walking around. You can keep your distance from people. But, like, I'm curious. So, they want to make this money, but then theaters are definitely going to have to kind of decrease the seating capacity of all their fucking theaters you know what i mean yes like to like at very least 50 percent in order to accommodate for social distancing and then and not even that like you need bigger gaps in between showings yeah you can't yeah you can't you can't do a showing right after the other like the old days you can't do one like oh 20 minutes later here's another one but no you have to you have to clean out the theater and you have to give it like an hour or two. Like that's the other thing. Like what's going to be the what's going to be the new standard for that? That's a good you point. Know, it's you can't like I mean you can't just flood more people in right after. You have to go and clean between each one. And you then know, you have to that, let the fume settle as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, is that going to be the way they're going to do it? Or are they going to clean it once every day and then like that's it? So you're right. There's there's so much they have to accommodate for here. There's so much that has to be taken into account. And, you know, it's we're going to see as the months roll on. We're going to keep talking about this because it's a thing. It you know, it, it's it, our thing, too, especially as critics and moviegoers. So, yeah, because I mean, I it's affecting so much of this world. And unfortunately, like it's our stuff, too. You know, <laughs> so that's why like this stuff now y- you look forward to now is like streaming stuff like um there's gonna be a Netflix movie with like Jamie Foxx in it and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, yeah, uh, Project Power apparently. Yeah, you know, super, like superpowers and pills and yeah, dumb act. You know what? It's dumb action stuff. So it's you're, content, right? Yeah, guess, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and it, yeah, it's uh, it's content, and like we've been saying for the last uh, several months, it's. We'll take content, it's, um, you know, whether it's good or not, it r- remains to be seen, honestly. But, well, you know, it's there for us to kind of view with whatever we want. So pretty much this Project Power thing, they uh, someone created some kind of drug that gave people superpowers. So this drug becomes like a craze, like the new street drug, pretty much. But the, the twist is that uh, you don't know which power you're going to get when you do take the drug. So mm-hmm. like um, crime obviously has gone up because of this drug. Um, and I think now it's up to somebody to save the day or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's something. Um, you know, again, I'm waiting for those big studios to give us that content, man. These guys are fucking slacking. 
And um, it was like, it's like that whole sports debate or whatever. You know what I mean? How it took them forever to figure shit out, especially baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, it's the same thing with movie studios. Like, you guys are not looking good at all. You have this yeah. content. You know what I mean? You have you have stuff to give people, but you guys just choose, you know, you want to make your money back, which, again, understandable. Business is business, but part of your business is entertaining audiences, and you haven't been doing that for fucking four or five months already. But uh, with that being said, you know who has been entertaining you for four or five months already? <laughs> Welcome to the official Corpse Feed podcast, people. The Morgue. Uh, this night is episode 41. Thanks for joining us with me always is Tex, my man from comicbook.com. Howdy Tex, what's up? Howdy, howdy everybody. How you doing, Arturo? Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, it's fucking hot. You know, we're in the middle of July. Uh, and, uh, you know, nothing's really going down, man. As we're talking, there's no movie theaters out there. We got no sports yet. Um, uh, and we don't even have really good movies actually hitting VOD, like. Yeah. Man, there's nothing, dude. So we're here. We're here to provide some content for you guys. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. Can spend some time and, uh, you know, just hang out with us for some time. Yeah, I mean, like, the unfortunately, the only thing we can't talk about is stuff to look forward to. It's stuff that, that's like, oh, that's going to happen in a year or two. Because it's like, that's that's what it is, right? So one of the biggest things is uh, whenever the Batman actually hits, like, Matt Reeves' Batman. Whenever that is. I think that's going to be not 2022, right? I believe so, yeah. But, like, uh, they uh, reportedly, there's a new prequel TV show for that in the works for HBO Max. So, what it is, it's like it's focused on the, the Gotham PD stuff. So, that's the thing. Is it going to be like Gotham adjacent? Because they already did one of those. But, like, so the way it's described, it's this new series will be set in the same world as Reeves' film and will be produced by Reeves and Dylan Clark, who's also producing. Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter is set to write the series. It promises to build upon the motion picture's examination of the anatomy of corruption in Gotham City and further explore the myriad of compelling and complex characters of Gotham with the with the goal of launching a new Batman universe across multiple platforms. Okay. So what that yeah, what that sounds like, it, it's cool because you know, there there's of course it's so early on. That it's like it, there's no nothing saying that oh this person from the movie is going to show up or this you know but like you have dudes like John Turturro who are playing like Falcone in the new film and that's someone right there who you can that's bring in, in in like a um, in a show for HBO Max because streaming's different now as we've seen right it's streaming is getting these big stars so who yeah, knows maybe. Maybe there is a time and money for like a ten, like a ten-second Robert Pattinson fucking so wait, Batman so cameo. Wait, so, is this show scheduled to release after the movie is released or before? That's that's the other thing. If I were a betting man, I'd say it'd be after. I would yeah, say so too. It makes no sense to release it before because then you're gonna ruin whatever surprises you guys have for us in the movie. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if I liked Batman, then I'm gonna want to watch a Batman show about the world of Batman. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about that too, is they, they, they say new Batman universe. So remember all this, the Zack Snyder justice league stuff. So if that, yeah, you know, if that ever like, you know, cause Aquaman's still going, Wonder Woman's still going flash. Apparently they, still in the works, right? They, yeah. If they do all that, Henry Cavill wants to come back as Superman. Like he's coming back. Best ever. So, that's what I'm saying. They can keep doing that 
and also do this Batman universe of like these put Joker in it, you know, say that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is is part of that universe. Fuck it, right? Just have Robert Pattinson go against a new Joker. Like who Again, cares? Like this is all great, but I gotta see Batman first. That's the other issue, right? I gotta yeah. see what Matt Reeves has in store. Um, you know, at this point, I'll take anything. But that being said, um, I expect some sort of quality out of this movie um, because they've been hyping it up a bit. Pattinson's a good um, a good actor, so I am hoping uh, everything turns out well, so well that I can actually watch the cartoon after that. Oh uh, no, shit! I know. I, 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 I imagine if it sucks <laughs> and they have this cartoon, I'm like, I don't. What the fuck am I gonna watch this for? Right. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Like, um, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. The Batman cartoons are good, though. Usually, listen, I, I'm a DC man, and, so you know, yeah, I'll watch it. DC, yeah, DC animated stuff is generally like some of the best. You know, you had you had Batman the animated series, you had Superman. You, they yep. gave uh, what, Justice League, right? Justice League had Static Shock, Green you Lantern. Had, uh, you oh there was a Green Lantern yeah. show right mm-hmm. yeah Teen Titans uh, all the iterations there was of that a, yeah that's true all the Teen Titans shows all the Justice League Justice League Unlimited which is still the best one yep, that's you know? a good one uh, Young Justice is good all right yeah Young Justice uh and so I mean like yeah they they do kill it with the TV shows they do so it is crazy that like or it is wild that. A Batman TV show sounds exciting because it's like fuck it, it's more content. Is it? Uh, is it live action? So yeah, it's a TV show. It's set in the universe. But that being said, you're calling this thing the Bat. I expect to see Batman in the show, not some, not no, shadows of him. It, it's a Batman prequel. So or so they're they'll call it something else, like Gotham PD or some shit like that. Uh, like I thought, I thought it was a Batman show. No, like it's a show it's the Batman. with Batman. <laughs> no, no, it's about Batman's world. It's about Gotham. Uh, so it's Gotham. It's like a grittier Gotham. Yeah, all right. Um, that kind of lost me a little bit. Um, because oh, of I, course, I didn't watch Gotham at all because I was oh. like, I don't, I don't want to know about the timeline. Was also weird and like, yeah, I, I kind of fell off of it around season three because it. it it, it's its own universe thing, but yeah, at the same time, it's just it's not worth it, you know. Yeah, I'm good. It, off it really that. isn't. I, I didn't yeah. like how you had all these villains, right? But I'm like, no, they're not supposed to exist without Batman because that's yeah. the whole point. That's the whole fucking gimmick, you know. Like Batman created all these fucking people, um, but when Batman's a little kid, you still have Joker in the in the fucking show and Penguin and shit. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't be around right now, you know. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think this new one has a chance because if it's like, you know, cause the, the reports of the Batman movie, it's like, uh, his, maybe his first or second year as Batman. If we get that first year, you know, like if this is year two, long Halloween to Jace, then like, if we get a TV show set in like his year one, where it's like these Gotham cops are like starting to see Batman shit everywhere. And then they start seeing costume people show up. That might be fun. I like, mean, that might be a good show. That you know? might work because uh, the comic book Gotham PD was actually pretty darn good, too. Um, especially when Brian Azzarello took over. The guy who did, um, what was it, 31 Bullets or something like that. Um, right. It, it was really well written. Um, and it was actually a good cop show. That I can picture. They had their chance to do that with Gotham. Which is annoying they didn't go that route because it focused on Jim Gordon, you know. Um, it it would have been nice to have, like, you know, a cop show about Gotham. But hopefully yeah. this is it. Hopefully this is uh, what Gotham PD is in the comic book universe. So it's exciting. Yeah. 
it's exciting. It's again content, right? Or 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 word of new content coming up. This is how <laughs> this is how content starved we are. We're like, oh my god, this is coming out. Wait a minute, after. 2022 you mean yeah i'll take it yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of uh something that was just announced was is a new show coming to sci-fi and i believe usa i i don't remember the other one apologies uh chucky it's just called chucky it's set in the chucky universe uh it's don mancini he's back to do it so you know there's the reboot movie but i guess this one this new tv show is gonna be like the legit like child's play lore i guess i i don't know it confused me because like it says that it's going to explore like sides of the chucky universe that we've never like done but like also who who cares (laughs) i was was just gonna say like yeah what (laughs) like like what universe (laughs) like there is nothing interesting about the chucky universe that i'd like to revisit yeah, see, like, it's described as a fresh take on the franchise that'll explore Chucky's character with a depth that is uniquely afforded by the television series format. And but... it's described, like, <laughs> and, and so the show is about after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begins to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. What? So (laughs) Jennifer Tilly has confirmed she... She'll be returning she to the show. She has nothing else to do. Of course she will. Yeah, ex- except, like, sometimes we have voice on Travel Guy. And, like, she's getting these residuals, but I guess she wants new work. You know, fuck but it. Do it. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. Because, from my knowledge, uh, right. Chucky was Brad Dourif's uh, character's soul um, input into a doll by yes. way of satanic voodoo magic yes. <laughs> after yeah. he got shot by the cops where does this little kid who became a doll shit come from like yeah because like like legitimately i cannot speak to the like 20 sequels that came out i stopped watching around i actually stopped watching with part two yeah dude Wait. like honestly like part one is decent is decent, but it's not really worth watching all of them. I don't like listen to all those people who love Child's Play out there. Bless your heart, like good for you. Yeah, but word, I, honestly, but, yeah. but I, I don't get it. Me personally, I don't get it. There's nothing about Chucky that kind of you know strikes any fear or any kind of horror in me. Like oh, like I get when you were probably five, Chucky might have fucked around with your head. You know what I mean? Because you were a little fucking kid and you played with toys and imagination was huge. But it's like now it's like, come on, dude. This is like it's a fucking toy. Like you can like legit if it comes if it comes to stab you, you can just stop it real quick. Right. And then just kind of pick it up and just kind of throw it in the fucking garbage and set it on fire. But like, I don't know, man. They're trying too hard. I, I don't see who is. I don't see who really wants to see this shit. Like, well, there there is a oh, let me speak to that. There is a dedicated fan base because like we've said before, Child's Play has a canon 
it's a single like it's kind of like even hollow like even franchises like halloween technically abandoned that you know because it's like they had a canon but eventually just kind of just erased that remember well, well like they have nothing to lose in child's play because because yeah so that's what they did they just kept going you know brian that's and exactly chucky what they did. they're like Fuck there was it. chucky's son son of chucky child of chucky i forget what it was called let's have these there was, dolls impregnate each other and fucking yeah, have babies and demon babies yeah and like, all sorts yeah, of just like dumb shit honestly i was never a big fan of child's play because, I agree, and then because yeah. of this, you know, it's yeah. like, it, and, dude, no, well, good. And that reboot didn't like bring the brand back at all. That you know, reboot the, the did reboot nothing for the character. If anything, it, it made me hate the character more. I'm like, you see, this is exactly why I don't watch Child's Play. <laughs> it's trash. Yeah, it kind of it kind of proves that it just doesn't work. Like it 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 was a one time thing that worked. That yeah. like it, it was it's an image. Like it's kind of like. Uh, man, I what's a good monster we can compare him to that like I guess kinda like Pennywise where it's like it's mainly struck by the visual more so I would say for the like Tim Curry's one. No, yeah, but then his yeah. is performance too. Yeah, he's so, good too. Uh, you can't really yeah, say yeah, it's it, it's, it's tough, like right? It, yeah, it's its own thing. Cause even if you go back to like these crazy doll movies, like like even Annabelle has more of a of a story you can kind of get into based on the whole Conjuring universe, and then even right. Puppet Masters you can get into because just of all the craziness of all the variety of crazy dolls that right. come alive, and like um, Dead Silence was another one with the puppeteer woman or whatever you know with the ventriloquist shit you know it's like slappy yes yes um like so you've had dolls but they've had a lot more like just better just story behind it. Child's Play yes. again, like I said, though it only needed one. Like I would understand a cult following for just this one movie because I'm like, okay, cool, I can see yeah. why. You know, because it's yeah. such an an '80s kind of horror thing. Yeah, it's unique and it's kind of fun. It's very campy and B movie ish because it's a fucking doll. You know, so but then after you take it past part one. After this kid grows up, it becomes a little less attractive. You know, he goes off to military school in part two. The doll somehow finds its way. And then it's like, what is going on? You know, it's not good. Uh, And let's move on from Child's Play. (laughs) But let's move on to something that is the complete opposite of hot garbage. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is tonight's final girl edition. Um, we decided tonight to go with the one and only Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. We have a bunch of reasons why. Um, one of them being that she reminds us a lot like Sydney Prescott from the Scream franchise. Um, yes. In terms of just her just being smart. You know what I mean? And just being the kind of person who has an initiative and isn't just like, yeah, she's scared. Of course she's scared, but... She has the guts and the balls to kind of, hey, you know what? I'm scared, but let's get through this and see what we can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's very proactive. Like, it, like, uh, like you're right. It wasn't until, like, let's let's take the, the prototypical final girl, which, uh, which of course, we'll talk about. The, I, I mean, I guess spoilers for the event, but the prototypical one is the Lori Strode. Yes. It's the, the person who is attacked. You know, it's the person who... tries to escape but they ultimately they are the one being attacked nancy Mm -hmm. on the other hand heather landing camp uh 
I forget his Langen camp. Lang- yeah, Langen camp. Yeah, Heather Langen camp. Uh, it's she. She's so good at being this proactive character for Nancy. Nancy is very like, like you said, we get Cindy Prescott in the nineties, you know, cause in the nineties MTV's added an edge. Yes. It's with the, the Jennifer Love Hewitt's in the, what are you waiting for? I'm right here. Yeah. But let's not put her in the same category, please. <laughs> no, no, but no, I'm saying it's the, it's the idea of the come and get me or I'm going to take in things into my own hands. You know, yeah. It's the, uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the active fighting back version. Yeah, yeah I know it's yeah. it's be- it's just better displayed when Jennifer Love Hewitt isn't said in the same conversation. No, being that, but that's being that she was the, a trash person. But this is what makes the- <laughs> this is what makes the final girl kind of this idea of final girl, right? Like, yes, the person usually isn't trash. Like, let, <laughs> for instance, right? For instance, yeah, yeah. Right? Let's break this down. Let's talk about some final girls. Ripley, she's not a trash person, right? She's yes. a very good person. She wants justice. She seeks justice for what happens, and she blames the company. You know what I mean? And then you have Laurie Strode, which we will talk about later on um, uh, during this event, who's not a trash person. She's thoughtful. She thinks about others. You know what I mean? She, um, yes. And she's still – she's scared but still protects the children, you know? And then you have Sydney, who is not a trash person, right? She – she has a, 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 this crazy background because her mother uh, was murdered. You know, she lives with her dad. Her boyfriend's a piece of shit. But she, it, like, essentially is a good person. This is the same thing with Nancy. You know what I mean? Like, she yes. is a good person. Like, even when when uh, uh, Tina dies, right, and they were blaming yes. um, uh, Tina's boyfriend, she knew off the bat. She's like, yo, he's not a bad dude. Like, there is something going on here, and it's not him. Like, most people um, – for instance, in that world, we're blaming the boyfriend right away. Oh, no, it had to have been the boyfriend. It had to have been the boyfriend. But then um, what makes Nancy such a good candidate for this final girl um, event is her perseverance. You know what I mean? To find the truth, to find exactly what happened. Like a Ripley did, you know, with the with the Yutani Corp or a Sydney did with, uh, you know, like uh, getting to, to the bottom of who was trying to um, – commit these murders and how Lori did with Michael Myers. It's it's just this woman who's persevering, trying to live and trying to find justice and answers as to what is going on in this universe of hers. Um, a lot of times the final girl stereotype is kind of like just thrown out there a lot, but you have to have that kind of persona the Nancy, the Ripley. You know? Yes, that's, that's true. Why you have to yes. you have to want to root for them. Yes. Like, yes. Um, you have like, like yeah. yeah, you have to like them. That was that was the issue with I know what she did last summer. Yeah. And that that is not the issue with a nightmare on Elm Street, which is like I so how do you want to do this, Arturo? Because there's a lot of good Nancy stuff. And I guess the first thing I want to say for Nancy is that she's very on point. Yes. Right from the right from the beginning, and also the movie has one of the best openings, like kind of ever. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. Like the like the aspect ratio shift, where it's like kind of like just the dude putting the you know, because at this point going in, if I knew nothing about this, I would know there's a dude with a claw. Yes, you know, and I would I would know the look already because it's all the and on the advertising and all that, you know. And yeah, they they do a good job of introducing how the kill is done. So you have yes. him setting up his glove. So, you know, there's this fucking little, you know, like four bladed leg glove he wears and you have yes. 
um, the whole scene of her, of Tina just waking up and realizing it was a dream. So you understand, oh shit, this guy works in dreams. So they do a yes. very good job of kind of setting up the whole movie. And like, it's, it, the pacing is very good because they get right to it, dude. Like legit. Yes. Like they get right to it. Um, which is obviously uh, Wes Craven, right? Fucking master. Right? Yeah. Wes, so, like, Wes Craven wasted no time. Just like yeah, his scream, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Just like his scream, yes. how he had that parallel with Drew Barrymore in the first, right? So she's yes. picking up the phone, right? So it, it sets up the gimmick. The guy uses a phone. He uses a voice changer. He does his movie trivia shit. And this is how he kills. It's the same thing that he did in Friday the 13th. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, at Nightmare on Elm Street. Where um, yes. uh, he sets up Freddy Krueger, right? And you know, based on like what he's what he's doing, he's like this. He's not your typical monster, and yes. and you get that vibe. And you're like, oh shit! You don't know what to expect um, if you are watching it for the first time. And I think they do a very good job of kind of just laying everything out for us. They do a good job of also letting us know who who to root for. You know, um, yes. which characters are kind of shady on the low which characters you got to keep an eye out you know um it's not like in in scream where you have like billy loomis like just outright being shady you know what i mean um, <laughs> yeah that was yeah. he was outright guilty uh the first scene he, he the minute he spoke um but over here you have these four teenagers because it focuses on tina on nancy um johnny depp's first role right uh, Johnny yes. Depp is in the movie and uh, and Tina's boyfriend. So I, I like how it focuses on these characters and it's not going all around. Like in the remake, they were doing like a kill list pretty much. Oh, Freddy's going off and killing so and so and so and so. Like, like yeah. you didn't get that kind of, kind of intensity from the story this time around because they just wanted to kind of keep it simple. They didn't want to go so, so deep that they do tread the waters of that, you know, pervert pedophile thing a little bit but they don't go as yes. deep as the remake which which kind of it works with the movie because of the kind of of portrayal that robert england did with uh freddy and with and with that being said like i was saying he craven does a good job of just focusing the story on these four characters and it's easy to tell this kind of story because you know who's centralized you know you're focused on nancy and whatever she's doing and her three friends and it's like a lot of times, as we spoke about um, in, a, in a text message a little while ago, that modern movies kind of want to overdo stuff. You know, like they, they right. want to give you too much information when we don't need information. Like, just give us like the simple stuff. Like in this movie, there's four characters easily follow. The parents are there as supporting characters, but you know they're antagonists because they're always working against our main characters. Um, and in 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 the recent one, for example, you have all these characters, and then you have all this drama behind it. Everyone's like getting killed. People are going to funerals. Like it's not they went so deep that you're like, damn, this is too dark. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and with the original, it's it's funny because the movie itself it doesn't look dark. You know? Um, yeah. It's shot very like a lot of daylight scenes. You know? A lot of well lit scenes, even. Even when you get to the boiler room, like you can see what's going on, you see the action. Um, in the remake of Friday the, um, of Nightmare on Elm Street, they use darkness a lot. That's that's like horror's thing these days. They want to use the dark and the light. Um, and 
and they wanted to kind of emphasize the makeup they did on um, on this guy. What was his name? Jackie Earl Haley or whatever his name was, right? Yes. yes. Um, which, you know, it was all right, but, eh, you know, the guy's ugly to begin with anyway, so whatever. Uh, but I definitely think they do too much these days in terms of story. See how simple it is to just jump into Nightmare on Elm Street. And you don't have to overthink anything. Everything is laid out for you. Everything is like it guides yeah. you. They do a good job of showing you where to go in the movie. You know, it's it's a solid watch, man. I was surprised how how well I was I was attuned to it. You know, after so many years of just watching it and, and having it in the background, it's still a solid movie. Um, and I just love how just Nancy like portrays this final girl and my wife for example she was like oh so what's up with this movie that you're watching it for your cast i'm like well we're you know i explained to her the final girl stuff and i told her i'm like see how nancy she's not stupid right she's not naive she wants what's right she wants to seek that justice to seek what's right to find out the true source of of these killings and these murders and stuff like that that's what a final girl really is um, that's why I think this movie and this character in particular of Nancy is definitely top notch in terms of what a final girl is. Um, and honestly, I think this is what Sydney Prescott is based out of because there's a lot of similarities in, in the persona. Um, and obviously the director helps as well. Um, yes, yes. What did you think of, um, of the movie in general, Tex? I know it's been a well, while no, since you watched it. Like you said, it's paced very well in terms of uh, ramping things up because it's like, you know, the it, it never it never throws it all at us at one time. Because you know, this dream shit, like it's it, it's the wildest idea you know, in retrospect, right? It's a, it's a killer coming to get you in your dreams and yeah. it's fucked up. Yeah, like, it is it's pretty up. scary, yeah. right? It's, it's a fucked up notion. And like it's very good at like, like you said, communicating that to you. But also in giving you the rules little by yes. little, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's like, oh, he can interact with you that much. And then, like instead of like it's giving you these little nuggets and it's like building up tension in a way because it's like, oh, fuck, he can actually face. And then it's also not taking its time with that either because the Tina, the first kill in the movie. Exactly. The, the, it establishes right away. It's like, oh, fuck. He can interact with people, like, as they're fucking, like, you can't do anything about yeah. it, you know, and even you so, fucking get super gored, you know? Even <laughs> like, so, like, the very first scene of the movie, as we were talking about, how they establish what's going on, when Tina woke up from her nightmare, she had slashes on, uh, like, on her, yes. um, on her robe, right? And her mom's like, oh, yes. you better, cu- you better cut your nails, Tina! You know, <laughs> and stop and stop having them bad dreams. You know, like <laughs> yeah. So and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it tells you how much Freddy has control over this, but also we figure out through Nancy, through her being proactive and her trying shit out. You know, she's constantly experimenting in the movie. Yeah, she's she drinking is. coffee. She's doing caffeine pills, like fucking Saved by the Bell style. You know, she's I'm fucking. A maniac, maniac. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> But like she's also um you know setting her alarm. She's getting her boyfriend to fucking watch out for her, you know, and like it's shit like that. She's like constantly asking questions. And part of this is like as she figures out that like he can fuck her fuck with her in the real world and she gets his hat. She figures out she can get this hat and then she figures out, oh, it works the other way too. And in that way it's like all this stuff is a nice progression to the eventual showdown. 
Yeah. That's the thing. That's also what makes her a, 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 final, a final girl. girl. Exactly. Because her thing is a showdown. She chooses to go for this. She chooses to go into the fucking, into hell, into the boiler room. Like, you know, to fucking, to take this on. Exactly. Yeah. Like the rest of our leading ladies, like Ripley, she goes and fights the queen. Lori wants Michael. She's been preparing for Michael, right? Yes. You have also, um, you have Sydney who knows what the deal is and she puts herself in danger all the time because she knows that, oh, I know what this killer wants. It's me. So here I am. That's fucking tango, you know? And like, like you'll see, we have a couple other leading ladies that also get it done the same way. But you're absolutely right. It's, um, that is what the final girl is. And Nancy is a perfect example of it. And, and like I said before, um, what's so dope is when she starts, uh, as you said, she begins to figure out what works yes. and what doesn't work. Like, uh, like you mentioned, uh, like in the school, she passes out in class and she realizes that she got burnt in her dream and she got burnt in real life as well. So, she begins to concoct a plan and that's when you start seeing like, okay, she's not defenseless just because she's scared and she's a woman doesn't mean she's defenseless. She fucking concocts his plan. Yeah. It's very like, she's very intelligent. Like that's the thing. Like she's, it's kind of like it, as this monster is getting closer to her, she's figuring out how to get closer to it. Like it's, it's very cool. It's just, it's a cool dynamic. Like it's a one versus one. Like it's her taking him on rather than, Exactly. Her running away from him. Yes. Exactly. And then Freddy himself, he's he's surprised how like, holy shit, this girl's actually trying to figure me out right now. So so yeah. he's also surprised. And what's funny is that like I was saying, this final girl a stereotype, this strong female character, um, that we always love to talk about, is always disappointed by the men in her life. Her boyfriend passes out. Right. Yeah. Her dad's a fucking dickhead. Right. That's true. Like, no yeah, shit. Her mom's like, her, like her mom's an alcoholic, and she's just like super tan. On top of that, too. Like her mom, I think, was the weirdest character in the movie in terms of just yeah. kind of the scenes and like the acting. That was one portion she, where, um, she, where I didn't know what the fuck was up with her character at all. I think, I think you and I like. So for me, it hit when she uh, when she checks in on her when she wakes up in the middle of the night, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And she like hung hung there for a second, and then like did a weird head thing and then closed the door. Yeah. I was like, "What's going on here?" But then you know, I, then it, it it's revealed that she was part of this fucking murder ring. So yeah. it's like, oh. Okay, she's just fucked up. You can yeah. all, whether it's bad acting or not, like you can all factor that into the fact that she's just fucked up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why is she always drinking, man? Like, yeah, she's, and then, she's like, you're a <laughs> shitty mom, dude. Yeah, and then <laughs> then you get the explanation. At the same time, you get the explanation for her character. It's like, oh, of course she's fucked up. She killed a person, you know, and she's keeping the secret with the rest of the t- like Elm Street, you know, yeah. and and like. And then it's like it explains her character, but it also gives you the origin. It also gives you the why. And it's there. There are some movies like a, a famous one we like to point out all the time is Lights Out, where it's a, a there you go. Great concept right away. Yeah, it's very yeah. smart. It sets it up. This thing attacks you in the dark. You know, it it starts you off with a good scene that tells you that and all that shit. But then you start getting the origin and the why it's attacking. And then it keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. 
Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like, oh, we fucking poured gasoline on this dude who's hanging around all of you and fucking we burned him. And there you go. That was fucking yeah, was like, five, hey, five minutes. Was, <laughs> this guy wanted to touch our kids. So we said, fuck that. We killed this fucking guy. You yeah. Know? And we thought it was over, but apparently it's not. He's come back to haunt you guys. Dude, five minutes. That's all it took. Of And then in all of that, you accomplish the origin. She Nancy figures out who this guy is, you know, figures out like we figure out why the mom's fucked up. We figure yep. out why everybody's acting weird. All the parents we yep. get the just like we get why this is happening. Like it, it just it's so much explained. It's so efficient. Like, it's yeah, just, it really is. And all in an hour and 30 minutes, dude. Like, yes, that's, that, like, that's it's magic, mind bro. blowing, dude. Absolutely. It's mind blowing. It's just nothing but handling business the entire time. I, I don't think there's wasted time in this. No, movie. I really like, don't. There really, really isn't any wasted time in this movie. And that's what's so that's why I found so interesting because I was like, huh, this movie went by pretty quick. And like I was tired when I saw it, but I was just yeah. in it the whole entire time. I was like, holy shit. Like it just it just flows so nicely, you know, um, and you forget how everything happens so fast that you're like, holy shit, like it's over. Like, you blink, and you're like, oh, um, it's over already, you know? Yes, um, yes. And, uh, again, it's it's just, uh, you know, a testament to Craven's uh, pacing and his writing and his skill as director. Uh, just to ha- kind of have that flow going that really definitely made a lot of his movies, especially in that era of, like, top-notch, man. Yeah, um, I, but, I yeah. agree. Well, it, that's, that's the thing. It's Nancy – the Nancy is at the center of it all too. Like it's, it's very Nancy driven. Like it's, it's a one-on-one. And I think that's what's so smart. It's very focused. Yeah. It, because there's no wasted time. It's all like, Oh, it, it's in getting us invested in Freddy. And that kind of gets thrown out with like the sequels. Big time. You yeah, know, because they, they try bringing Nancy back, but like the ending of the movie is also like, also really good. You yeah, because it's like, yeah, she's a final girl, but she also lost. <laughs> so- <laughs> because like that gives um, the Freddy character like some credit back. It's like, yeah, I got beat. Right. But hey, I was taken out of my element. But yeah. now be- because I was taken out of my element, I know how to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he learned from losing. Right. And yes. At the end of the movie, he still won. But obviously she was sleeping. You know what I mean? Because her friends are all alive and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's a really good movie. Um, and I just really like the Nancy character. They tried to do the same thing as Halloween has done with Laurie Strode um, in the fr- in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies by bringing her back. In uh, as you mentioned, in um, I think she she came back in Dream Warriors for a little bit, part three. Um, yeah, because uh, that would make sense because they intro- they also introduced that idea in this first movie of the active dreaming. So like it doesn't get taken until like I think taken to like its limit in Dream Warriors. Yeah. You know, because they're actively trying to fight this thing. Yeah. But like it, it is neat, like be reminded that oh, that idea was in the first one. Yeah. Like see th- this that first one really did do everything already. You kind of like I could you kind of get your fill of Freddy with this, right? Yep. Like I'm I was good on that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And you know what's cool too? Um, Craven tried to do that what he did in Scream with the whole meta thing with uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare, right? 
where he brought yeah. back Robert England as an actor as well as uh, um, as an actor to play himself and as an actor to, p- to portray Freddy. Same thing with Heather Langenkamp, right? He brought her back as an actress to play, you know, Nancy in the movie and as well to play an actress who plays Nancy, right? So yeah. he did that meta thing that he did with Scream and um, that was kind of dope. It didn't work out as well, so he, he, he might have, uh, you know... He was able to tweak it with Scream and make it a bit more uh, cohesive. But, um, again, Nancy appears throughout the course of this um, of this franchise because that is Freddy's final girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so Tex, so pretty much you can say that Michael Myers is to Freddy Krueger, right, as Laurie Strode yes. is to Nancy, you know? Um, it's... It's that one that got away for Freddy. You know what I mean? Right. Freddy yes, got all of yes. them, but he fucking couldn't get Nancy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he wanted Nancy the proper way, too. It wasn't like he got her at the end. He wanted fucking, he wanted to gut her, you know? Let's just talk about, you know, the gore and the special effects in this movie real quick before we end this conversation. Um, like, oh, right. Yeah. Like, absolutely fucking awesome from the from the jump. Like, for instance... My wife was watching. I told her, I was like, listen, just stay with me until the first kill, right? You know, it's just Tina. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so, so she can see the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's seen it before, but she hasn't seen it as quite as vividly, you know, because, you know, right. you watch it on TV. It's kind of edited and stuff like that. So she's like watching this crazy scene where Tina's is like up the wall, <laughs> going to the ceiling, you know, just getting moved around. She's just in awe. She's like, how the fuck did they do that? And I'm like, movie magic, baby, movie magic. That you know, that's legitimately like it. it it's a, it's that's a good scene. You're right for like a number of reasons. Because first of all, it just looks cool. Yeah. Second of all, it's it's how do you do this? Yes. It's like what? How do you do it to where it's like her up here, her up there, and him down here? Yep. Where it's like you get like it's such a cool thing. You're right, and it also. At the same time, it's telling you Freddy can do this shit. Exactly. Like it's telling you, it's telling you this guy is like super powered in your fucking yeah. dreams. Yeah. And what's yeah. great is that they didn't have to show Freddy swinging her around, doing whatever he was doing to her. Yeah. Because you yes. got that visual of just this, like this person getting completely just massacred, right? And and no one in sight to actually physically massacre her. And the visuals are awesome. And it's great because, like you said, like we we don't see freddie doing this but we know because he's doing this this dude's fucking crazy like he's a crazy monster powerful kind of shit you know so that was really cool um it's the same thing with johnny depp's death where he gets sucked into the bed completely yeah and then it's iconic this flow of blood comes in and i love i just absolutely love how the mom walks in on this and it's because it's something that she can tangibly see a lot of times in these movies like, you don't see, like, when somebody says, oh, they're getting me in my dream stuff, it's always the parents being skeptical. They never see what actually happens. And I love how she walks in, and there's this blood on the fucking ceiling dripping. And I love how when the cops show up, there's so much blood that it's seeping through the floor. Um, yeah. That's so fucking dope. Um, and it's it's really cool. All the special effects, um, all the practical, everything's practical. Um, they did a good yes. job, and um, uh, another non-gore scene, for example, where the effects were great, was when we were walking up the steps, and like the steps were like melting. You know, yeah, that was really yes. cool. Just this movie is just full of cool gimmicks and full of cool practical effects that even till this day hold up. 
And there's movies that are made in the year 2019, 2020 that they don't have their practical effects and their special effects, the computer generated effects in line as this movie did with all their with every all this craziness going on. You do have your little kind of wonkiness when for example, when Freddy has those long arms just so he can scratch the walls, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. but again, it's it's the they can get away with that because the concept that, oh, it's a fucking it's in your dreams. So, of course, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And it's the concept that like he it also gives Freddy that personality that it's a personality that gets like like blown up in the other one. Oh, my you God. Know, it gets, like tenfold. it gets exaggerated. So like the. Yeah, it's multiplied a billion times. But like this in here gives you that personality that he's really just like he's fucking with these kids because he like this is what like this is his evil mission. It's like it's not. Oh, it's not. I'm going to kill your. I'm not going to kill your kids. I'm going to fuck with them. I'm going to torture them. And then like, you know, like that's why he like makes the other guy looks like he commits suicide. Very good fucking point. Yep. Yes. And yes. it's it's because of that, like that this one in particular, the original one, stands out so much because as you mentioned, in part two and on, his personality is blown up to this kind of just cartoon, you know? Yes. Um where like you don't really take him that seriously um as you did before, because as you mentioned, he's just a sadistic killer in this one. He's like, let me see how I can fuck with these kids before I just end up killing them anyway. And, and he knows, and he knows that others can watch what he can do in the real world. So he just loves kind of like taking this girl, flinging her across the room, making her boyfriend look like he fucking did it. Cause he's, he's like, what the fuck? And you know, you know, it's really cool too. Like the explanation as to why he ran out of that room when Tina was getting killed was that, Oh, like I thought I was dreaming cause I have seen the same kind of, markings in my dream so i i thought i was dreaming and i was running away in my dreams and i have i had missed that before in the past because yes because i was like why are you running away if you're obviously innocent but then it's like it just shows what they put into the story they want to patch up any holds over there you know what i mean and they pretty much said yeah like i ran because i thought it was a dream i saw this in my dreams and i just fucking thought i was still in a dream and not with uh, tina in real life yeah and it was yeah, again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it throws you right into the action, yeah. like right from the jump. Because from then on, like with little lines like that, one little throwaway line to like explain it, and it just covers it up perfectly. And it also tells us that Freddy—that's how sadistic Freddy is. He's mm-hmm. he's been fucking with these kids for like who knows how long before this, yeah. before he actually killed yeah, them. Exactly, because you know, they they all recognized him already as like, oh, like I just saw this dude in my fucking dream. You know, and like it's it's fucking wild, man. Like it's it's sort of like um, shit. I I don't know. Like it's something that they never did in the reboot that they couldn't. Like it's it's not even a thing you can capture with the other movies. No, you can't. Yeah, you because know, that's why. Because this movie, it, it feels so personal. Yeah, his Fred Krueger, he has a reason to fucking do this. Like and and yeah, it's he's his side of it is probably fucked up. But at the same time. They fucking killed him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly. like these, like, and he's fucking over their kids for it. So it's like, it, that's their punishment. But at the same time, like, he's really sadistic in doing so. So he's a evil demon monster from yeah. hell. Yeah. So it, it covers all the, like, it covers all the shit. It's it's personal, and then you get Nancy, who's strongly written as a balance to that, yeah. as a counter to that. Yep. As the one you root for, because this dude, this thing is evil. Yeah. So, and then you know. 
and then she loses. So it's like, well, fuck. But that's that's what makes a good horror movie. It, it's just there. It's all all in one, and there's doom at the end. There like, is doom. <laughs> there is doom at the end. And just to and just to cap this off, she was the only one that kept her fucking head screwed on tight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she knew she wasn't going fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and yes. then she wasn't in denial either. Like, everyone else was in denial of what was going on. And she became this fucking superhero. She's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm going to uh, fucking booby trap my house pretty much. And I'm going to grab him from this dream world and take him out of this dream world and trap him in my house. You know? And, and th- that way I can physically harm this guy. And she figured that out. Like, she... She worked through all this adversity and all this craziness because honestly, like that's one of the craziest things to do. This is why Freddy is is so good in terms of the concept because it's that sleep thing. When you're deprived of sleep, you do crazy shit and stupid shit. Yeah, and like at yeah. any point in time, you can just pass out. That's one thing that the remake did well. It was with the micro naps thing, you know. Um, yes, where they explained that happening, and I thought that added to the whole. And I think it's true. Like, even in real life, when you're super tired, like, you blink and it's five minutes later. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think they did a good job of just having this fucking – this concept of these kids. Like, it's bad enough that they're, they're in high school. They have to study. Their homers are raging, right? But then you you can't get any sleep because you'll fucking die. And that that alone in itself, not getting sleep, that's fucking scary. As a father of two – you know what I mean? And a dude who you know, who's, who's worked a lot, you know, like no sleep sucks. And they do a good job of portraying that with the characters, especially with Nancy, how she just looks like she's fucking going insane without the sleep. And it's just well done, fucking Wes Craven. Well done indeed, because I, for one, I wasn't big into Freddy Krueger. You know, I was a Michael Myers guy. Freddy always seemed to be kind of goofy, but that's because of the sequels. The sequels kind of ruined this guy's kind of majesty, you know, his fucking, his persona by amping up the comedy too much, you know? It's like, I get he can be like, uh, you know, you know, kind of a a funny piece of shit sometimes, but it it worked well with the character because it wasn't all in your face. After that, it was too much in your face, and I wasn't really a fan of that. But I have to say, after watching Nightmare on Elm Street again um, in its entirety as an adult, it's you know it's a fucking solid movie through and through. Um, and it's a shame that uh, they they kind of had to amp up this guy's personality because it, it didn't need that. It didn't need. It worked well, you know. But yeah, man, fucking Nancy, she 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 got it done and i'm pretty sure that's where the craving got a lot of his inspiration for sydney yeah so uh thank you once again folks for joining us uh episode 41 of the morgue the official corpse podcast and this is the final girl summer event uh uh podcast um and i'm um, hope you guys are enjoying that hope you guys are staying safe out there um hope you guys are enjoying the feeds facebook instagram sometimes on twitter um i hope you guys are enjoying the stories i put out there with the music be good to each other be safe out there wash your fucking hands um that goes without saying and um and watch a movie you know kill some time yeah uh oh, or listen to some listen to some tracks from uh glenn thanks to glenn Moraski. yeah thanks to know. glenn again for the uh, the music you can check out his soundcloud he has a bunch yeah. of awesome instrumentals on there um and uh thanks to dell 
uh, Del Virus uh, for, uh, you know, the course feed artwork. There's awesome oh, yeah. artwork coming soon. We're very excited about it. Um, and thanks to his awesome artistic skills of my tattoos as well. Um, <laughs> and for providing a logo for this uh, crazy thing I call course feed. And thank you all who are listening. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. And always remember that it's a scary world out there, especially now. But we're here to walk through it.